Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, I'm glad you're with us on our Victory Church Weekly Podcast today. Pastor Mitch here. I'm so glad to be back with you. Uh, I miss this weekend. Uh, I have a, uh, let me tell you what I do. I do practice what I preach. Um, I just had a weekend off. Every seventh weekend, I take off and I do that so I can remain refreshed. And I'm believing I'm prolonging not only my years, but also my years of ministry in doing that. Um, Many vocations are high pressure. Pastoring is one of those. So to deal with the pressures pressures, and to kind of push a reset button in my own life, I take the seventh weekend off. So I appreciate my executive pastor, Mayor Short, ministering for me this past weekend. And, uh, uh, and I, I was able to take a break. I was able to relax and rest. You know what I've noticed? Uh, <clears throat> if you're really uh, not rested as you should, here's, here's a telltale sign. Let me ask you if you do this. So if you sit down when, whenever, during the day, anytime, just sit down to read or sit down to do something. Um, uh, if you fall asleep within the first few minutes of you sitting down, it means you're not getting enough rest. So I can tell you this weekend, boy, when I sat down uh, to read or whatever, I found myself nodding off over and over and over. And it told me, boy, I need a little more rest. So I get it. Anyway, I'm back in the saddle. Glad to be here. I uh, missed all the victory folk this weekend, but glad to be back today. I have been talking on our podcasts about uh, healing that belongs to us in Christ and how to receive that. So we've spent weeks and weeks now uh, in these podcasts talking about <clears throat> healing being the will of God. Listen, just because something's the will of God doesn't mean that you're going to going to have that operating in your life. You've got to go after what Jesus has already purchased for you. How many know Jesus has purchased salvation for all of us? And you know what? Uh, it's available to the whole world. But there were some people that are not going to partake of that, and they're going to go to hell and, and be in the flames of fire for eternity. It doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be me. We just have to make the right choices to act on what God has already provided for us in Christ. Same goes with the divine healing. Healing is available to us uh, in Christ Jesus because of his death, burial, and resurrection, just like just like uh, the forgiveness of sin and redemption is. But see, we've got to grasp it by faith and make it a part of our personal life. You know, uh, Kenneth Hagin used to say this years ago when I was in his school, he said the blessings of God are not going to fall on you like ripe cherries off of a tree. And I like the way he put that. It's just not going to happen. You've got to go and pursue what God has provided. A lot of people have the idea, well, if Jesus did it for me, then he ought to do the whole thing. No, no, there's a Godward side and a manward side to every battle and every victory. And so God's done his part. Jesus has already been to the cross. Jesus has been risen from the dead. And he's been seated at the right hand of the Father as the God-man in his glorified state ever since uh, he ascended to heaven right there in front of those uh, those apostles there on uh, just 10 days before the day of Pentecost. So uh, he's done some incredible things. But see, we've got to... We've got to act on what he did and make it personal. So that's the way health and healing is. So we have gone over uh, healing being the will of God, 
what hinders healing. We've talked about that in the initial stages, three reasons believers are sick and how they can be healed. And then we talked about healing by spiritual gifts, healing by faith. We went into detail on healing being the will of God, took several podcasts and explaining how you can know healing is always God's best for you. And then we covered healing, the healing covenant God made with the Israelites in Exodus 15, 26. And it's one of God's covenant names, Jehovah uh, uh, Rapha, the, I am the Lord, your physician. And then we talked, we've talked about the healing um, that is made available in Christ, Isaiah 53 being the great redemptive chapter. And then we looked, went to Leviticus 16, Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, when, uh, when, uh, when, when the lamb was sacrificed for the sins of Israel and found out that Jesus is the eternal lamb of sacrifice. And and he took not only our sins, but our sicknesses. So we went into detail on that. Here recently, we've been talking about healing hindrances. There are four major categories, uh, the four categories of healing hindrances that we are covering. Uh, negative emotions can be a hindrance to healing. So we've got to learn to cast our cares and not, not be a worry wart over the things of life. Trust in the Lord, right, with all your heart. Don't lean to your understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your steps. And then we are in the middle of talking about the misuse of the body. We're coming right back to that. And then we're going to talk about unforgiveness and disobedience, four major, major healing hindrances, negative emotions, misuse of the body, unforgiveness, and then disobedience. Right, right now, again, we're in the middle of talking about the misuse of the body. Now, these things can hinder healing. Listen, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I've been pastoring here in, in, uh, in Raleigh since uh, 1994. It's 29 years ago. Uh, next week, I became pastor of Victory Church. So listen, I don't know how many times I've laid hands on people and I knew that I knew that I knew they needed to change some things or this thing would come back on them, or they would be hindered and challenged in a great way. So, you know, there's, again, a Godward side and a manward side to every battle and every victory. So we have talked about diet, the importance of eating right. I think maybe, this is my opinion, and you can, you know, you may disagree. I think we have one of the worst diets in the world in the United States of America with all of our fast food, our processed foods, etc. We need to come back to the basics with the diet. We discussed that in one of the previous podcasts. Then we talked about rest. Rest is part of the cycle of life. We should rest. In fact, a third of our lives, we're generally going to sleep away because, you know, we've got to rest and rebuild. Resting time is rebuilding time. It's re a reset time. If you don't rest, you don't reset, it causes physical illness. And so we need a proper diet. We need rest. Overwork can be a real issue. We talked about that last time, and uh, you can work so much that you you are, you fill yourself with such tension and uh, and and just weariness that it's not good for the organs, the cells, and the systems of the physical body. Today, I'm going to jump right into this. Let's talk about lack of exercise. Oh boy, yeah, I'm gonna go here. Listen, lack of exercise is a problem. And it's a problem in America in a big way. Thank God for all the exercise places that are open. Uh, do you go to one or do you have your own exercise regimen? So, you know, exercise, God made us to move. That's just the way it is. So listen to this. What I am today is determined, or tomorrow, let me say it again. What I am tomorrow is determined by what I choose to do today. So my tomorrow 
is included in my today. So, you know, you've heard me say this before, but this is one of my huge life values. I try to add into every day what I want my tomorrow to be. So I want to be close to the Lord, so I spend time with the Lord. I want to be close to my wife, so I spend time with Susan. I want to be close to my four children, and they're all grown and married now, but I communicate with them in text messaging and phone calls and that kind of thing, and I still can't stay in contact. Uh, I have eight grandchildren, soon to be nine, and you know what? I stay in contact with those grandchildren. I FaceTime the ones that aren't don't live here, and I see the ones that live here regularly. So I'm in charge. I mean, why? Because I want my tomorrow, my today to be filled with what I want my tomorrow to be. I want my mind to be agile and strong, so I read every day. I figure things out every day. I do things that make my mind exercise every single way. Why? Because I want an agile, strong mind into my tomorrow. I make sure my emotions are strong. I make sure I forgive every day. I make sure that, uh, by God's grace, I have no unopen-ended relationships in my life that cause emotional duress and pain and anxiety. I make sure every day that I eat properly because my tomorrow is included in what I do today, right? So, hey, I'm going to eat properly. I, you know, uh, I need uh, carbohydrates. I need proteins. I need fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that. Uh, I don't need to overeat. I need to watch a balanced diet. In fact, I have a program personally that I um, that I use, and I, I, I actually... Uh, write down every single thing I eat every single day. I know it sounds crazy, but I've been doing this for um, about three and a half years now, and uh, every day. And I know, I know what I'm putting in my mouth. I know the nutritional value. I know the calories that I'm ingesting. I know the fats and the proteins and the carbohydrates and all that. I'm aware. And so, you know, why? Because my tomorrow will become what I am today. So again, I eat properly. Now here's, let's talk about exercise. God made us to move. So what are you doing to exercise again? I can include into today what I want my tomorrow to be. So I have some chill time every day. I have rest time every day. I have some play time every day. Play time meaning I go, you know, do different things other than work. So again, what you want to be tomorrow is going to be determined by what you do today. So first, let's talk about exercise. First Timothy 4, 8, Amplified. For physical training is of some value, useful for a little, but godliness. Spiritual training uh, is useful and of value in everything and in every way. For it holds promise of the present life and also uh, for the life which is to come. So, Again, physical training is of some value, useful for a little. Some people read that verse and, and you know, it because it says godliness is useful in everything and in every way, they completely discount the first part, which says physical training is of some value. Well, you need to keep your body in shape. So think about uh, the idea of sowing and reaping. Uh, that's the lesson of exercise. And I've thought this way for many years. If I want energy... I've got to sow energy because you reap what you sow. If you And this is the way the human body works. If you sow energy, if you exercise that body, you know what? It's going to make you feel better. You'll be rejuvenated. It just works that way. Galatians 6, 7 through 9 works with physical things as well as spirit, spiritual things. Galatians 6, 7, New King James says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For the man, verse 8, Galatians 6, for he who sows to his flesh 
will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not grow weary in uh, while doing good, for in due season we'll reap if we don't lose heart. So again, there's nothing good in, listen, ch- challenge me on this. There's nothing good in being a non-moving, sedate person. Challenge that. What good is there in sitting down and never moving your physical body? No, in fact, that, if you keep doing that day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, you're going to start having some serious problems. God made the joints of our body, the bones of our body, the muscles of our body, all the physical stuff about us to move. It makes a lot of difference. Our organs work better. The systems of our body work better. If we're moving, it just works that way. And so a lot of physical problems people have. Listen, I know this is a challenge, but hear me out. Uh, have, have, uh, people have, they've brought on themselves a lot of physical problems. People have brought on themselves because of the lack of discipline in diet and the lack of discipline in exercise. So, you know, years ago, I've been to Africa so many times. We have a bunch of churches there in a couple of locations. And so I've taken many trips to Africa, and really, I think Africa is a beautiful continent, and I love to go. We've I've mostly been to Ethiopia, a few other nations there, but uh, we had an emergency room physician go to one of our uh, trips on Africa, in Africa, oh, a dozen years ago, maybe. And he, this guy was really interesting. He had a lot to say, and he talked a lot. And uh, so I just mostly listened, but I, I really appreciated him. And uh, one of the th- and, and in his talking, and he was a very educated, very smart man. Obviously, an emergency room physician has to be ready for everything. So he was a highly trained physician. And one of the things he said, uh, as a physician, he said, he said uh, he could summarize a person's health into three categories. He said this one time; I've never forgotten it. He said one third of your health has to do with heredity. And family background, that is what's in your DNA, right? So one-third has to do with heredity and family background. One-third of your health has to do with your diet, that is what you eat. And then one-third of your health has to do with physical exercise. So one-third has to do, one-third you have nothing to do. I mean, you can't change your DNA. And that comes from your family heredity, your family background. I think we can believe God and, and override the effects of the curse. That's my personal belief system. But nonetheless, you have, you have nothing to do basically with one-third of your health. But the two-thirds you do have something to do with. Uh, we have something to do with what we put in our mouth, what we eat, and we have something to do with the physical exercise part. So if what he says is true, two-thirds of my health, I have something to do with. One-third is kind of set, and you're not going to do a whole lot to change that except by faith. So listen. Let me talk about this a little bit. Physical exercise is really important. When I was in my early 20s, the Lord spoke to me. I felt lethargic. He told me to exercise. I got up one day, and and day after day, I just felt tired. I felt lethargic. I was maybe 22, 23 when this happened. And, um, And I was praying one day, and the Lord spoke to me and said, Mitch, for the rest of your life, I want you to exercise. So start an exercise regimen. 
and I want you to start exercising. Well, I knew he spoke to me because I said, Lord, why am I so tired? And that's when he said exercise. So uh, I was young in my early 20s. I went out and bought all of the jogging paraphernalia, you know, the shirts and the pants and the socks and the shoes and all that. And um, and and also bought some things so that in cold weather I would could bundle up and in layers and such, and and uh, go outside and exercise. So there was a park no uh, nearby where I lived at the time. I was in Oklahoma and Tulsa, and um, and I started uh, going around. There was a one mile track that went through some woods, through some forests, had some bridges over some streams. It was a really pretty place, and that's where I started exercising. And um, God told me to do that the rest of my life. So I started out. And I mean to tell you, it was a real struggle. I, I went an eighth of a mile thinking I was going to jog because the Lord spoke to me to start exercising. And he told me at that time, I want you to start jogging and I want you to do it regularly. So I started, but y'all, an eighth of a mile into a mile, I got the for proverbial stitch in my side for lack of oxygen and uh, intake. And, uh, and I had to walk the rest of the mile. I was just uh, out of breath. That's how badly out of shape I was in my early 20s. And I saw then why the Lord spoke to me to go ahead and start exercising. And I'm so glad it was in my early 20s. So I did. I started exercising. And I just day after day, I'd get up. I didn't feel like it. And here's the issue. If you want to start a habit, whether you feel like it or not, go do it. So I did. I got up every day. I didn't feel like it. And I got out on the jogging track with all my you know, shoes and all my jogging stuff on it. And I would go, it went from an eighth of a mile, then I could do a quarter of a mile without getting a stitch, and, and then a half a mile without getting that stitch in my side, lack of oxygen. And then I could, I did three quarters of a mile, and then after several weeks, I got up to a mile with no stitch in my fight side, which meant that I was, uh, I was um, uh, increasing my oxygen intake, and, and my, bo- my body was getting in shape. And finally, after... After a few months, I was um, I was jogging five miles in forty minutes. Now I'm not going to win any records, and I wasn't looking to do that. But I did get in physical shape, and I found out your body will do what you tell it to do. Generally speaking, so I really got after it, and um, I found out just exercising helps me deal with stress. It takes the stressors out of my emotions and my thoughts, and. And really, it's a great way to really stretch. You sweat. I mean, you're moving. You're exercising. How many know we're made to move? If you're not moving, you're not doing what God made you to do. Move. You know. So, um, you know, over the years, I've read lots of books as to the importance of aerobic exercise and its benefits to health. As the heart, you know, beats faster, the blood flows, you know, uh, stronger through all of the organs of your body and. And uh, then, of course, your lungs and taking oxygen more rapidly, et cetera. And all of the benefits of that are that the cells of your body are being worked. They're being exercised. They're being oxygenated. The blood is flowing to them, feeding them and taking from the cells of your body the, um, the waste matter. And it goes into your kidneys, et cetera. And then, and then, of course, you void it. So, again, there's everything good about exercising. And listen, in the modern world, particularly in America, we don't walk and exercise the way God created us to. We've got immigrants from all over the world in our church. And, you know, I've had a number of people over the years tell me that they miss their walking every day because of where they're from, particularly places like Africa and other parts of uh, Europe. They're just accustomed to taking mass transit and then walking 
um, different periods of time to get to where they're going. And when they get to America, everybody's got their own car. A few where in our city where we live here in North Carolina, few use mass transit for anything. Uh, we have buses. Uh, we don't have subways and all that, but we do have buses I guess people could use. But most of us just drive to where we go, and most people don't exercise. So, again, I think the younger generation has awakened to that, and a lot of people have today. My encouragement to you is exercise. God made you to move. So I, I jogged for, I don't know, 30, 33 years or so, and then a number of years ago, I think it was 2012, I was, uh, now this dates me, I was 54 in 2012, and God and God led me to change my jogging to cycling and then walking. So I do two things now for exercise. I walk and I ride my bicycle. And, uh, you know, anywhere I walk now every day, I mean, you can mark it down. I walk anywhere from two to four miles a day or... If I'm not walking, I ride my bike anywhere from 20 to 30 miles. I didn't start there. I started out riding two or three miles and then wearing my legs out. But now, you know, I've conditioned my body. And sometimes I go more than 20 or 30 miles. It's according to what kind of time I have. Why? Why do I do all of that? God made us to move. Moving helps you deal with stress. And that's what studies have indicated because, uh, because you increase the oxygenation of, of the cells of your body, the organs of your body. When you uh, exercise, your heart beats faster. You in, you increase your oxygen intake take through your lungs, and the blood flow increases, and uh, everything increases when you um, when you exercise. It's good for your vital organs. Blood feeds, like I said, the cells of our body eliminates waste through the urea via the kidneys. It's a natural detoxifier in a lot of ways. So when I exercise, see. Here's what I do, whether I'm walking or riding my bike. See, I'm feeding my spiritual person. You can, you can get you some earbuds or whatever you want to use, and you can listen to the Bible. You know, you, I listen to books. I listen to the Bible. Sometimes I pray. But see, I'm, I'm doing two things. I'm exercising my spiritual life while I exercise my physical life. And that really helps me a lot. So I want to encourage you, find a way to make exercise a part of your routine so that it becomes second nature. Did you hear what I just said? Make a way. You can always find a way to make exercise a part of your routine. Now, I've got certain times of the day that I exercise. I've got certain times of the day that I just devote to spending time with the Lord. So find out what works for, excuse me, works for you. And what uh, psychologists have told us, and I believe it's true, 21 to 28 days begins the formation of a new habit in your person. So if you can do something for Two, for, for three to four weeks, you know, regularly and methodically, even if you mess up one day, just get back up the next day, start out again if you fail, just don't stop. And so again, if you do that, you create a new habit. And exercise is an excellent habit to create. Now, you know, you can fudge when you're young and get by without doing some things. You can not eat properly, not rest properly, and not exercise properly. But let me tell you something. What you do when you're young, you're going to pay for when you get older. Listen, I am older. I'll be 65 next month. And I can tell that the regimen that I created in my 20s that the Lord led me to has affected me to this day. And now, honestly, I feel really, really good physically. I take no medications. I do take supplements, vitamins, supplements, and various things as a part of my intake habit physically. But 
I, I just don't need it. If I needed it, I'd take it, but I don't because you know what? You know what I found out? If you do what God said, he gives you what he promised. Now I live by faith. I live by the word of God, and I trust Jesus to keep me well. Every day of my life, I mention to the Lord Deuteronomy 33, 25, which says, As your days, so shall your strength be. And that was a promise to another guy, but I grabbed that one as mine. And I said, Lord, as long as I'm in this body, I'm expecting this body to function the way that you created it to function until it's time for me to go with Jesus, to be with Jesus, either because I'm satisfied with life or the rapture of the church whisks me away. Other than that, I'm expecting my, and I'm saying it, and then I'm doing the things necessary, seeking to eat properly uh, with proper nutrition, seeking to exercise, get proper rest, doing things that need to do with my physical body. And listen, you know, time will tell on you. <laughs> so what you do, on a regular basis, say, well, pastor, I didn't start in my 20s or 30s. I'm in my 40s or 50s. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're in your 60s or 70s. and You can always start a new habit. And my encouragement, one habit that you will be glad you started was exercise. You say, well, I can't do anything. Well, start moving your finger. <laughs> start moving your hand. Start moving your leg. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever you can do, start. But I'm telling you, exercise will make a tremendous difference. Listen, our outward life, someone said, is a direct reflection of our spiritual condition. And you know what I found out? If I, would ex if I would discipline myself physically, it helps me discipline myself spiritually. If I don't discipline myself physically, then it hinders me in disciplining myself spiritually. So there's something about that, spirit, that fit natural thing that you do. It makes a lot of difference. You know, when God dealt with me, uh, when God dealt with me about um, about taking a break and taking time, um, uh, when, when God dealt with me about, you know, exercising and all, it, it made such a profound difference. wasn't easy to start with, but you know what? Uh, again, it became a habit. It became easier, and uh, I'm reaping the benefits of that today. So my encouragement to you, start an exercise regimen. Let me see. If I can go to my Bible while we're just live here, I want to open up my Bible and I want to find a particular translation of uh, 1 Timothy 4, 8. Let me see if I can get to it real quickly here. 1 Timothy chapter, I was just reminded by the Lord of this and I want to go to it. Uh, 4 verse 8, uh, King James again, I just read Amplified earlier, bodily exercise profits a little. But he says, godliness is profitable for all things. Having a promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Uh, let me see if I can get to the J.B. Phillips translation. Uh, oh, here it is. Now, here it is. Uh, bodily fitness has a certain value, but spiritual fitness is essential both for the present life and the life to come. So again, um, bodily exercise. There's something about physical exercise going to help you. So my encouragement, take some time to exercise physically. It's going to help you out. A lot of conditions are as a result of bad diet. And you know it's true. And lack of exercise. And you know what that comes down to? Personal discipline. Ask the Lord to help you. You know, Proverbs says, put a knife to your throat if you're a person given to appetite. So you know what? Discipline yourself. If you eat lots of uh, 
foods that you know in and of itself are not good for you, change. I started reading books years ago about my diet, and I changed my diet. I started reading about exercise years ago, and I changed from being a sedentary person to being a person that really enjoys moving. I want to encourage you, if you want God's best and you want Him to be able to honor your faith, take the next step, get rid of that uh, healing hindrance of lack of exercise. And you know what you'll find out? You'll feel better, you'll have more energy, and you'll make a space for God to really be able to do something big in you. And then you'll be an example to share with other people. So, Father, this is a challenging subject for all of us, but I ask you, any person that may be listening to this podcast today and they're not taking care of their physical body the way they should, I pray for the conviction, Lord, of the Holy Spirit upon them. Lord, may may you deal with them about uh, what they eat and the lack, perhaps, of exercise. Speak to all of us and help us to be the people that you have created us to be. And Lord, help us to experience your best spiritually as well as physically in Jesus' name. Well, we'll take, we'll talk about this more the next time, and we'll talk about the next hindrance to health. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.